This podcast is brought to you by BrunerAcademy.com, your online resource for the best public speaking, presentation, storytelling skills courses. Become a rock star communicator in any setting. Visit BrunerAcademy.com. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and my goal with each episode is to share stories of people who are recreating their lives or rising above challenges to write their next chapters with authenticity. These stories give me the courage to go after living my best life, and I think they will do that for you, too. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the show so this podcast can continue to inspire next chapters all over the world. In full transparency, I'm not a whiskey drinker, nor am I an expert on such spirits, but my guest story today from a one-time corporate lawyer to retired Air Force colonel to spirit entrepreneur had me intrigued. He's created many career chapters for himself, and they are deeply rooted in his passion and commitment to integrity and the endless search for excellence. John Sergini, welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And we're actually doing this in person, which is so much fun today. And we'll convert that first bullet for you and make you okay. a whiskey drinker. By you, the, okay, by I know we've it. got some bottles here. We <laughs> might do a little testing. John is the co-founder of Chattermark Distillers based in Boston. And it is called a grain-to-glass, back-to-basics whiskey distillery. What exactly does that mean? <laughs> it's a mouthful, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, there's a variety of ways that uh, distilleries can go about doing their business. We chose the old traditional craftsman method of we bring in grain, we source it from predominantly a farm in Maine that we have a relationship with, bring it in straight from the ground by 50-pound bag, and we make everything on site. So we turn a bag of rye, malt, corn, or wheat, whatever it is, into bourbon, rye, American whiskey, all on site. We mash, ferment, distill everything ourselves. I love that. Well, when I was doing my research on whiskey, just in general for our show today, this is one of the things that I read. Whiskey is a complex and multi-layered spirit that offers a range of flavors and mouthfeels to the taster. However, without the right vocabulary, it can be difficult to articulate what exactly you are tasting. And then the article went on to say that they suggest 25 ways to describe whiskey, such as malty, spicy, even floral. How do you describe your whiskey? As you mentioned, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands of ways to describe whiskey. At the end of the day, if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. Perfect answer. <laughs> and, and if you taste different profiles and you taste different spirits that mm -hmm. are made differently or right. have a little bit different process, you can pull out all of those flavors, whether it's a vanillary or a caramelly or a, you know, a sandalwood or a cigar box kind of flavor. But if you're sitting down having a drink, you're going to decide, do I like it or not? And that's really all we're trying to do is, do you like it or not? And then behind that, build education awareness to the consumer to be like, here's all the other stuff you can look at too. Here's how we go about our business. Here's how we go about our process. Here's what we think mm -hmm. this tastes like to us. What do you think? And I didn't even know that there was vanilla or caramel in whiskey. So I was really there intrigued. Is, well, is, I know there's yeah. not, but that's the flavor that Correct. may come through. And you just mentioned something that I think is really important. When you are making a good whiskey, what is the most important thing that you need to do? Time and process is a huge part of it. So part of the reason that our whiskeys we feel are great and award-winning is we take the time to take the grain out of the bag. It comes in 50-pound bags. So when we put it into our mash tun, we step mash it. We heat it and cool it to different temperatures depending on what grain it is. 
we make sure that that process is, is carefully monitored throughout. We cool it down in enough time so that when we pitch yeast to it, there's no bad bacteria building up. All the flavor profile can begin from the fermentation on. All of those little things along mm-hmm. the way go into making a quality product. We always said, you know, there's an art and science to it. Science makes good whiskey. Art makes great whiskey. I also read on your website, besides starting with the right grain, you have what? proper copper sills and double pot stills and barrels yeah. and all of that that goes into this four-step process, right? The still we got uh, was handmade in Germany from Cote Distillers. I'd love to have you come by, take a look at it. It's a beautiful copper pot uh, and column still. And the copper adds to the, the distillation process, essentially separating water into alcohol vapors, setting those alcohol vapors up, having them hit a condenser, which turns it back into liquid form and it comes out crystal clear. The barrel gives it all the color. Every, everything that's brown is from the barrel. We feel that putting or having quality equipment into quality process makes a quality product. You produce as many as 400 barrels a year. 100 barrels a year, we have about 400 total now. 400 total now, okay. Have you always been a whiskey man? I've always been fascinated by the process. Okay. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot to this. Yes, there is. <laughs> you know, I mean, starting a manufacturing business in downtown Boston during a pandemic and a recession has its challenges, I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's just been, you know, kind of a passion that when, you know, I was, I was a corporate, as you mentioned, I was a corporate lawyer and my wife's a lawyer too, and we're looking to do some other things. And, you know, I was going to start a business using some of my military knowledge and experience and some leadership stuff I'd done in the past and decided to put my money where my mouth is and just give it a shot. <laughs> we'll see how it turns out. We'll see how it turns out. <laughs> well, from the looks of things, it looks pretty exciting. The name Chattermark is actually a subtle nod to your Air Force past. How so? Chattermark is a NATO brevity code word that means to change frequencies. Um, I've actually used it in combat back when I was flying on AWACS or on the ground uh, in ground tax units, but essentially means to uh, carry on with the mission, overcome obstacles and carry on. Now, the label itself on all of your bottles here has some hidden secrets. It does. What it's got a bunch of hidden they? secrets. What are they? It took a while to get the hidden secrets. The main logo is actually a paper airplane flying away from you, which is modeled after my Air Force wings, which are a paper airplane over a compass rose. Okay. This other logo is a paper airplane flying through a compass rose of grain, which brings that whole okay. thing forward. If you notice these little dashes on the... If you fold those, they theoretically make the paper airplane. So if you take the label off and you fold them, you're making a paper airplane out of the label? Yes, but we use extra sticky glue, so you can't really try that. So. <laughs> uh, okay. In theory, it makes life. All and right. then Samuel Morris of Morris Code fame, dot dash, dot dash kind of guy, uh, is from Charlestown. So we love the fact that we're in Charlestown. The neighborhood's been great to us. We want to give a subtle nod back to them as well. So it says Boston Distilling, which is the legal name of the business, on the front of the bottle in Morse code. And on the back of the bottle has my kids' names in Morse code. Well, which they think is super cool. Oh, of course it is. Which and, they can't drink it yet. And here's young, a little but. fact to share with you. Believe it or not, I am related to Samuel Morse. No way. On my grandmother's side, it's by marriage. But yes. Very cool. Yes, very cool. So when I read that, that I thought, geez, Louise, that's a pretty interesting little thing that you have that on your bottle. Very cool. I know. Let's talk about your military career because you spent 20 years as a senior military officer, more than 20 years actually in the U.S. Air Force. And you were active in the National Guard up until very recently. First of all, thank you for your service to our country. So important. I love talking with veterans. 
after college, you went into active duty in the Air Force. Then you left active duty to go to law school. Why law school? Again, it was, you know, being a lawyer is a great education. Uh, I really look forward to practicing law. I still enjoy practicing law. I don't don't do it as much anymore. But it was a great opportunity to take what I learned and kind of, you know, further it for the benefit of others type of thing. In law school, September 11th happens. And you were recalled back into active duty. You eventually did finish law school, being a practicing attorney, and you kept getting called back into active duty. What was the work that you specialized in in the military? So I was an air battle manager. Uh, so I essentially you know, directed the command and control of the kind of air campaign. So my last deployment, I've been on you know, 10, 11 deployments in my career. My last deployment, I commanded the unit that executed the air campaign over Iraq, Syria, and Afghanistan. We had, you know, dispersed units throughout the area of responsibility in CENTCOM. And that was kind of a culmination of years of, you know, being a controller and all that along the way. What did you find most rewarding about your military career? I think probably helping our airmen. How so? You know, there's a lot of kids who join the military that don't have a, like a lot of other, you know, choose to do it for the right reasons. And it's great to be able to provide some level of leadership and mentorship to them so that they can, you know, turn that on to the next generation. I can tell that the military means so much to you. Tell me what you're feeling right now. No, I'm just, I'm just very proud of my you know, military service, and I'm glad it's over. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> I'm it's, sure you are. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I'm very proud of, I've done it. I'm, I do it all again, but everything needs to come to an end, too. Mm. And, you know, I have, you know, with the business and the family, it's, it's, time for, it's time for us to close that chapter and move on to something else. One of the things I read on your website that I believe speaks volumes about you is this, and I'm going to quote it. Chattermark is about finding your path to freedom. We have the freedom to choose our next path. We all have the ability to adapt and move on to a new course. Our internal compass guides us to our next step. When did you make the decision to launch a whiskey-making business, and how did you know that your internal compass was guiding you to do this? Well, it took a long time. I, you know, thought about this for years. I visited other distilleries, you know, went to bourbon school, tried to learn some things about it, and put all those pieces together. And I looked at a bunch of other businesses. You know, being a corporate lawyer, I had you know, a lot of friends and, and clients that were in a variety of other businesses. And I knew I wanted to make something rather than a service. Uh, that was my kind of first decision to come along. You know, I looked into it for so long. My wife was finally like, either do it or stop talking about it. Uh, and we just decided to do it. You mentioned this a moment ago, and I want to come back to it. You talked about the art and science of the process of making whiskey really intrigued you. I'm very curious. How does your military background help you with the art and science of making whiskey, if at all? <laughs> Probably not as a direct a correlation, but... Um, <laughs> You know, part of being in the military, especially as a a senior officer and a commander, is your ability to just handle a variety of different situations that you don't expect to happen. You know, you're trained in a certain area and you can you can handle those and then everything else that comes around it. So it kind of builds you into, I think, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it allows you to have the confidence that you can handle things. Because I knew nothing about this when I started. Uh, and you, you can ask, you can ask our, our dedicated and loyal team whether it's going well or not. But, you know, it's about putting all those pieces together. Look, being an entrepreneur, I've said this many times, it's not for the faint of heart. Far from. And you did this in the pandemic to start this business. I mean, that's really scary. And to your point where you have to expect the unexpected and you gained a lot of that background from the military experience. Yeah, a lot of it's just about the just perseverance and carrying on when you Absolutely. need to. Absolutely. 
if we knew the pandemic coming, we may have waited. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Too late for that right, now. <laughs> right. It's just kind of seeing it through. Chattermark Distillers has won a number of awards from the American Distilling Institute and one from the American Craft Spirits Association, a gold medal and a best of category award for its pot and column white rye, a bronze medal for its coastal forest gin, a silver medal for its straight rye whiskey, and a bronze medal for its straight bourbon whiskey. And I read that the Coastal Forest Gin is your favorite. Why? Um, they're all my favorites. Like they're all a your child, favorites, right? okay. Yeah, and our, uh, we had some single barrel releases before that that won, that won awards as well. Well, I can't list them all, right, John. I know, I know. It's great. Yeah, they all have their own different kind of process and craft to them that makes them unique. Um, the Coastal Forest Gin... It, it's the idea of that and where the name comes from. It's essentially sitting on a, you know, a pasture in, in the North Shore and on the ocean while you're breathing in sea air and in a forest at the same time. My kids actually pluck the pine needles off the trees that we use for some of that, which is pretty really? cool. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, and they're all, I mean, they all have your own, you know, like I said, it's like picking a child, you know. Like <laughs> Who's the, your favorite child, right? right? You all have one, but you just don't admit <laughs> you it. You just never right? admit it. Right. Tell my kids that. <laughs> I do think it's fair to say that Chattermark is your third career chapter, maybe fourth. And I have to believe that you truly are an inspiration to other veterans. So how is starting your own business living your best life today? Well, I think part of that is being able to follow what you want to do, which is, isn't easy at times, right? And a lot of people don't have the opportunity. So we were fortunate enough to be in a position where I could follow that and mm-hmm. take that opportunity that a lot of other people don't have. I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, I'm not trying to be an inspiration, but if we can help other veterans along the way, that'd be great. Well, I think you are. Whether you wanted to be or not or intended to What's be, I intent? think you are. If you would like to learn more about John and Chattermark Distillers, just go to chattermarkdistillers.com. And I know you're certainly local. You're working on getting a larger right. audience so that people can take advantage of your, your Chattermark Distillers and all your various whiskeys. John, again, thank you for your service to our country. Thank it's you. so appreciated. But also for following your own internal compass and giving yourself permission to do so. I think sometimes that's the hardest thing. But it led you to Chattelmark. So congratulations on the success well, so, so far. Much. And I wish you more success. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks to all of you for tuning in today. And remember this. We all have the ability to adapt and to move on to a new course. And often in so doing, we are able to follow our passion and live our best life. Until next time, be well. And now, shall we taste? Sure. <laughs> thanks, John. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.